Welcome to the Money Hour with host Tina Mitchell and co-host Keelan Harvey. Tina Mitchell, MLO 145420, and Keelan Harvey, MLO 1330075, are licensed loan originators with Highlands Residential Mortgage Limited, NMLS 134871. The views expressed by the speakers on the following program are those of the speakers and do not necessarily reflect the views of Highlands Residential Mortgage Limited, nor are they necessarily endorsed by Highlands Residential Mortgage Limited. Now, in the studio, local mortgage experts, Tina Mitchell and Keelan Harvey. Welcome to the Money Hour on 1150 AM KKNW, the Saturday, August 28th show. You can listen to the show on podcast, Facebook, or YouTube channel. I'm your co-host, Keelan Harvey. Notice that Tina's not here. She's out of town, and so we're rolling solo today, but that's okay because we're still bringing in expert advice and inside knowledge on today's events in our local economy and how they affect your money. If you're hearing our show at a different time or day, you're listening to a rebroadcast, but we are here to answer any questions or connect you with the guests we have on the show today. And for our lineup today, a panel conversation with our guest Kai Roberts-Fu of Magnus Media Group Video Production and Lynn Lytle of Advanta Clean Clarification of Eastside. In addition, we have an individual interviews with each guest. Also, if you're watching our show on Facebook, I would like to introduce Benny, our engineer at Hubbard Radio Station, rock star over here that makes our show sound amazing, and Victoria, our director of marketing, who is the before, the after, and everything else outside of the show. So we couldn't do without them, and thank you so much, Benny and Victoria. We've got great information and great guests in studio today. For more information on any topics discussed, please call the show at 855-400-1150, or visit online at themoneyhour.com. And now, as we do each week, we're going to start out the show with a little bit of money chat. Money. Money. You got to love that intro music. So today for Money Chat, I'm continuing my series on the banking. And uh, I'm going to dive in on how the Fed and the banks affect the economy this week. And we spoke about the Fed injecting liquidity by posting assets known as repos as collateral so that other banks can lend them money at the federal funds rate last week. And so what the heck are these repos? A repurchase agreement or repo is a form of a short-term borrowing for dealers and government securities. Dealers sell government securities to investors, usually on an overnight basis, and buy them back the following day at a slightly higher price. The slight difference in price is the overnight interest rate or ta-da-da, the, the repo rate. These are generally used to raise short-term capital and typically have a time period from overnight to 48 hours. The Fed can use repos to make it easier or harder for banks to borrow against their own assets, making them one of the Fed's primary tools for regulating monetary policy. Repos are also one of the main sources of liquidity for the U.S. financial system, and the Fed uses repos to conduct monetary policy, which leads us to what the heck is monetary policy, and then we're also going to talk about what's physical policy because they're kind of hand in hand. So fiscal policy is done by the federal government, the lawmakers, and includes tax and spending policies. And how does this fiscal policy affect the economy? Uh, Fiscal policy affects aggregate demand 
through changes in the government spending and taxation. Some examples of this include raising or lowering taxes to slow or grow economic activity and creating stimulus plans like the CARES Act. Monetary policy, on the other hand, is done by the central bank, or AKA the Fed, which we've talked about a bit, to achieve their objectives of price stability and maximize employment. Monetary policy impacts the money supply in an economy which influences interest rates and inflation rate. This is known as the Fed's dual mandate. And speaking of interest rates, the Fed funds rate is the target interest rate set by the Fed. The Federal Open Market Committee, FOMC for short, primary tool for changing monetary policies, raising or lowering its target for what is called the federal funds rate or the interest rate for overnight borrowing for banks. Lowering the target rate represents an easing of monetary policy, which reduces short-term interest rates, causing increased borrowing to purchase assets at a more affordable term. This is helpful if the economy is sluggish or inflation is too high. Raising the Fed funds target rate represents tightening of monetary policy, which makes it less affordable to purchase goods and services in an effort to slow the rate of inflation in an overheating economy. A change in the Fed funds rate is typically accompanied by changes in other interest rates and in financial conditions more broadly. Those changes will then affect the spending decisions of the households and businesses, such as you and I, and in turn will have implications for economic growth, employment, and inflation. Another tool that they use is called quantitative easing. You've probably heard of quantitative, quantitative easing. Not many people know what the heck it is. So quantitative, quantitative easing is a monetary policy tool that the Fed may use to purchase government bonds, treasuries, and other financial assets, such as mortgage-backed securities, such as our business, with the goal of injecting liquidity directly into the economy and affecting our quantitatively reducing or easing interest rates. When short-term interest rates are at an approaching zero, lowering the Fed funds rate is no longer effective. By making large-scale assets per by making large-scale asset purchases, the central bank can increase the prices of those assets and lower their yield while simultaneously increasing the money supply. The goal of all of that is to provide banks with more liquidity by reducing the cost of money. A lower cost of money means interest rates are lower and banks can lend with easier terms. Specific to Tina and I, quantitative easing, quantitative easing helps to lower uh, uh, mortgage interest rates. The assets the Fed purchases are held on its balance sheet, therefore allowing the Fed to make these purchases on paper. Eventually, the assets will run off the Fed's balance sheet as they normally mature along with the principal payments. The Fed may decide to reinvest principal payments and pay off proceeds to keep their balance sheet net neutral. While this is not technically considered QE or quantitative easing, it can support bond prices and keep mortgage rates lower. The opposite of quantitative easing is quantitative tightening, QT. Quantitative tightening refers to the policies that reduce the size of the Fed's balance sheet. The Fed may decide to sell assets on their balance sheet, which effectively acts as tightening of monetary policy. When treasury securities reach their maturity date, they are paid off by the government and mortgage-backed securities are paid off by Fannie and Freddie, the rule makers. Quantitative tightening will make mortgage interest rates go higher, allowing assets to run off the Fed's balance sheet instead of reinvesting those proceeds acts as a form of QT. Well, that's it for this week on, uh, on banking and the Fed. And we're going to talk about more banking and Fed next week as the series continues. Up next on the Money Hour, I'll be having a panel conversation with our guests right here on 1150 AM KKNW.
You wake up early in the morning to the sound of water running, but you know there's no one in the shower. Then you see it, water coming through your ceiling. When you are experiencing a water loss, AdvantaClean of the East Side is ready to help. With one phone call, our industry certified technicians will be on site to take care of you. And you can trust AdvantaClean to also clean your attic, crawl space, remove mold, and clean your air ducts. They are here to keep your home healthy so that you can stay healthy too. To learn more about AdvantaClean of the East Side, go to AdvantaClean.com. That's A D V A N T A Clean.com. Going our own way every day. Alternative Talk 1150. You're listening to The Money Hour with your host, Tina Mitchell, and co host, Keelan Harvey, on Alternative Talk AM 1150. Now, back to the show with local mortgage experts, Tina Mitchell and Keelan Harvey. You are listening to The Money Hour at 1150 AM KKNW, the Saturday, August 28th show. You can also listen to the show on podcasts, Facebook, or our YouTube channel. I'm your co-host, Keelan Harvey, riding solo today. Uh, It's a great day to talk about money so you can build a better quality of life for you and your family. If you're hearing our show at a different time or day, you're listening to a rebroadcast, but we are here to answer all of your questions or connect you with the guests we have on our show today. For more information on any topics discussed, please call the show at 855-411-50 or visit us online at themoneyhour.com. And now on our show, I love these, a panel conversation with Kai Roberts-Fu of Magnus Media Group uh, Video Production and Lynn Lytle of Clean of Eastside. Lynn, Kai, welcome to the show. Thank you. You are welcome. Thanks for so having me. We're going to jump right into this, and let's start with you, Lynn. So um, what is currently happening in your industry? I know it's really interesting these days with this COVID moving target that we've been in forever. Um, What's happening in your industry? Uh, Our industry is seeing a lot of growth. Um, We've got some great organizations that um, work in advocacy for our industry. We are very specialized contractors working in emergency water services, fire mitigation, mold remediation. And um, there's a lot of work right now in um, working on the governing around that, the licensure of it so that um, we have protection and not just anybody and the brother can do the work that we do. So it's very exciting. That is exciting. And how important it is, you can't just go out and, I mean, you have to have a professional that knows how to handle these things very specifically. I'm sure it could even be dangerous if you didn't for people's health. And obviously health is a big concern right now. What about you, Kai? What's happening in your industry? Well, a few months ago, or almost a year ago now, when we were finally able to get out with out with our video cameras again, we started to do some more work, but a lot of it was for uh, businesses that needed to show people who they are from a distance. So tours of uh, memory care and retirement homes or trade schools. And then in the last few months when events have opened back up, we're still, for instance, shooting fundraisers. And just in the last 24 hours, we were doing one, a video that's going to be shown on the big screen at a live you know, a fundraising event. And we got the call this morning. Well, actually now it's going virtual and now can you come out and in the next two weeks, uh, record, edit, and have ready for our event an intro video explaining why this is now a virtual event. So we're, we're running and gunning, but we're also being very flexible because things change from day to day. Um, we're all, we are old show business people. So the show will go on no matter what, but it has been (laughs) a lot of, uh, last minute changes. 
Yeah, it's so interesting right now. Even discussions of our president's council thing. Like I had a video today that like just kind of these new uh, new rules and things. It's a it's a changing landscape. So I love that attitude. The show must go on. So we just keep going. Um, Lynn, popping back to you. Uh, what do you love most about what you do? Oh, for me, it really comes down to the clients. Um, unfortunately, we tend to offer services that you don't necessarily want to need. Um, for example, the emergency water service, you know, you um, wake up in the early morning and find that your toilet supply line broke and has been running for several hours. Um, you're not in a good place. So for us, what's really important is taking care of our clients and helping them feel comfortable with the process and understand what's going on and knowing that we're going to take good care of them and they can just sit back and take a breath and know that everything's going to be okay. That's so cool. I mean, Lynn, you see these disasters. I mean, people must be panicked. You know, you get in these oh. positions and like just disasters. So you got to be that like voice of reason for these people and keep them sane while, you know, we love our homes and, and businesses. And when something like that happens, that's a, a magnificent thing that you do to help people put them at ease and solve their issues. Yeah. You're exactly right. After a fire, once the uh, fire department leaves and oh. the site has been cleared, we're the first ones on site. So yeah, it's very important to um, really know how to take care of the clients. I can only imagine what that looks like with the amount of water being dumped on soot and everything else. That's crazy. Uh, what about you, Kai? What, uh, what do you love most about what you do? Thanks for asking. I'm both the video editor and production manager. And so first and foremost, I love the creativity and the intellectual challenge. I love helping clients be able to reach their goals, whether those are small business people or large associations trying to get uh, membership. And we've also been doing a lot of uh, video fundraisers, virtual fundraising videos for a lot of nonprofits and we're sponsors for uh, a local anti-racism organization. So I get to put into action my personal commitment to anti-racism by sponsoring this particular virtual fundraiser and everything. Like we've got six projects running right now. So it is like plate spinning, but for a good cause. Yeah, that's awesome. So you got to give back to these nonprofits. We even do that with this show to a degree before we are very focused on like just real estate money people. But now we do a lot of showcasing small businesses because we want to support our small businesses out there. And that's kind of what can we do? That's one of the most powerful things that we can do right now. So that's awesome, Kai. Um, Lynn, how are you best serving your clients and, and what sets you apart from your competition, do you think? Um. You know, I can sum it up very quickly. We work for the client, not the insurance company, which is a huge statement in that we're going to take care of the client and their property um, the way that it needs to be done, not what's determined by the insurance company. And we will work with the insurance company to get all the approvals, make everything come together so that the client doesn't have to do that piece either. So we're full service for them and we're going to do it and we're going to do it right. I love that. That's a great clarification. You're there for them. 
not for the insurance company. And uh, we get that a little bit in our business. People think like I'm trying to benefit my mortgage company when like it's for me, it's I want to be your doctor, your lawyer. It's about that lifelong uh, commitment to my customers and ultimately helping them pay off their mortgage as quickly as possible or make it most efficient and meet their goals. So that's a huge differentiator between uh, you and people's expectations. What about you, Kai? What, uh, how are you best serving your clients right now? And, and what sets you apart from your competitors? One of the things that sets us apart, for, we're a small company. It's just myself and my husband. And between us, we have over 40 years of experience. So a lot of video people, they're relatively new. They're into the visuals. But my grant, uh, who is our technical expert, is also an audio engineer. So what we do not only looks good, it's going to sound great, which is why I was giving hats off to Benny earlier, uh, your engineer, because the importance of that. And it is the two of us. So people are always working with the principles. We have just like bespoke custom service for each customer and they're dealing with directly with us not not an intern or college student we just hired it's the people with all the experience so we're we're there personally for our clients shout out to benny that's awesome and how cool of you and your husband to go out on your own and, and do what you love and as, as a passion as a business owner it takes a lot of courage to do that a lot of times people will just sit back and you know i've been told my whole life w2 job like just you know don't do that don't do this don't open your business and it's scary and that's why and i understand why people say that but good for both of you quite frankly for uh for stepping out on your own and and really uh running with what you're passionate about um Lynn, what past life experience has influenced what you do today? Um, that's kind of a funny thing that you ask. I actually just retired from early childhood education. Um, I was in the field for about 30 years and have been in this industry now um, going on four years. My husband and I also own the company and I started out working part time and went full time with COVID. And I would say that um, as you can tell, I have a real passion for the people that we work with and that we serve and that, um, working with the children, their families, teachers doing all of that. And now coming across and working with the families that we work with, um, I went from protecting people's children to protecting their homes. And um, it's been a great marryover, and it's really helped me to train our staff and work with that customer service piece and how important that is and how important communication is. That's huge. That's so awesome. You're like the saving grace of all these disasters. I love that. That's so cool. Uh, Kai, what about you? Past life experience that's really influenced what you do today. This is going to sound a little random, but... Um... I've been a dance teacher since I was 13 and a choreographer as well. And video is video editing is surprisingly choreography based. It doesn't have to be, but when I do it, um, I'm thinking when we're doing for uh, an animal sanctuary and there's a, a line where they talk about, but they want to be treated with empathy. And so the little llama's ears do this just when it says empathy, uh, <laughs> because that's how I, I did the B-roll. So I, Everything is, there's a little bit of dancing and a little bit of movement coordinated with the voices and the music and everything I do. So even though I am officially retired from teaching dancing, I'm bringing that choreography experience and the musical experience into video production. That is so awesome. Well, it's art too. I mean, it takes nobody, anybody can't just pick up a camera and make it look amazing. Like you're literally an artist to figure out what is impactful. So, I mean, that's a, and actually I love, I, I was 
in a past life, a little painter. Um, and so I have a huge respect for art. So good for you for that. Um, Lynn, let me ask you this, and I'm sure you have a million of these stories, so it's got to be tough, but, um, and especially now with COVID and the craziness that we're, we're living amongst, what's, what's, uh, difficulty have you experienced in your business, uh, or in life and, and how did you overcome it? Uh, the business difficulty right now started with the onset of COVID and that is sourcing our supplies that we need to do our job. At the beginning, um, we've we've made PPE fashionable from the beginning. So I mean, we we've rocked it. We look good in it, um, but it can't, became exceptionally difficult to get, and we cannot do our jobs without it. Um, so we've had to work really hard to continue figuring out how to source that. And one of the service lines we offer is sanitization for buildings when they've had COVID exposures. I can't send crew in to complete that job unless we have all of the proper PPE. So um, we've been able to find sources, we've been able to do that, but we really have to stay ahead of things because things are hard to get and they're exceptionally expensive as well. So it's been an interesting challenge. Yeah, that's really cool, though. It sounds like you've and what we found a lot of times with our business owners um, is, you know, just overcoming that adversity because it's being stuffed at us like right and left. And uh, it, you came up with a plan. Now you get ahead of it. So you have extra and, you know, there was the problem. You find a solution. What about you, Kai? Same question to you. What difficulty have you experienced and in your business? It could be life, too. And how did you overcome it? Well, the topic of the day does seem to be COVID. So um, <laughs> like many of my colleagues, uh, on one day on March 13th of 2020, I got one email and two and one phone call canceling our two biggest events of the year. So these are oh, like man. a major part of our income. Uh, and by the time I got the second one, like, it's, it's okay, um, my friend. I know I was expecting your call. Uh, but fortunately, that client in particular decided they wanted to try some new things. So they did a virtual award show, in, which is because they couldn't have their conference. And we quickly found ourselves coaching people on their, on their tech. We've talked to people all across the country now on everything from how to make sure that, you know, to check ahead of time with their home office security as to whether or not they can be on a Zoom when they're going to record it, uh, to, to lighting and so, you know, telling people where to buy their ring lights and getting a decent microphone if they're going to do a long thing. Uh, and then also editing these remote pieces when they come in. The same client uh, was getting ready to do their award show um, in person again this year. And they're like, oh, no, not this fall. We're going to have to do it virtual again. So we stepped up when we were able to record the winners in person in Portland and in Seattle. Uh, and tomorrow, in fact, I am recording as the virtual MC. So last year it was just a voiceover. This year I'm going to be on a green screen um, as if it's an award show. And then hopefully in May, the big plan is we'll all meet for their annual conference in Arizona. So figuring out what we can do for clients who like, they still need to run a business. They still need to connect with their membership because uh, we work with small businesses and large associations. But how can we do that if we can't leave the house, if they can't leave the house, or if they can't all meet together? We've come up with a lot of different options. And so have they. So working together, we can get them what they need as best we can in these interesting times. 
That's so cool. It sounds like if anything, it enhanced your business. You came up with a whole new suite of tools in your belt and uh, that you can help people. So that's awesome. It pushed you guys to expand a little bit and maybe you're going to get some growth out of that. That's my, I'm always half, half full kind of guy. And uh, once you come out of these things, you learn new tasks, new skills, and uh, you can only expand from there. So um, Lynn, uh, let me ask you this. We're going to go a little bit personal on the personal side of things. What are you passionate about outside of your business? Oh, absolutely. So um, even though I'm a retired teacher, I still absolutely love my connection with kids and whatnot. And so um, I volunteer where I can. It's a little difficult with COVID, but uh, I've been able to. My daughter is a school teacher, and so I've been able to get into her classroom and help her get it set up for the school year and whatnot. And um, so when I'm not doing things with the kids, um, I actually love to sew. That's kind of my little hack. Yeah. I have a sewing room. I put on an audio book, and I can get lost on a project for hours. That's awesome. It's like a vacation, a little escape, and you need that. It's like a meditation where you can just kind of escape from all the craziness and have some time for you. That's cool. What yeah. about you, Kai? Uh, what are you passionate about outside of your business? Outside of business, well, some things do overlap. As I mentioned earlier, um, I'm very committed to helping, to, to working on anti-racism and increasing DEI. So I've appointed myself this year. My mission is to find resources for DEI and organizations that have a true commitment to it and then connecting them. So it's not as part of my company, but just as something I'm doing my degrees in sociology. So I've been doing this kind of stuff for longer than I care to admit. Um, <laughs> I was about to tell you when I graduated. Uh, so, and I just recently joined um, a board of an association and I became the DEI chair my first hour at the board meeting. So that's one thing. And then to relax after doing all of that, I'm a passionate <laughs> gardener. Um, I have a really big problem with the bulb catalog and I have more tulips in mind than I have land for. Um, and I have it, but at least I have a fenced in backyard so the deer can't get to my tulips, like big fences. Front yard is only daffodils as any Pacific Northwesterner knows. That's the one thing they won't eat. That's awesome. I um I bought a house because of my yard. We have like an incredible yard and the person that owned this house was like garden obsessed and it's like 20 years in the making. And so I was forced to be a gardener after coming here and realizing I was way out of my league. So, I mean, there's a lot to learn and do with gardening for sure. Earth is going to grow no matter what. And I found out that I'm going to lose that battle if I don't stay on top of it. So it's been quite the project, but I, but I love it. Um, we only have a few more minutes left, uh, but I want to ask you, Lynn, give me a success story, um, something that, you know, really sticks out in your brain with your business where you felt like, yeah, we won here. You know, I have about a thousand of them, but the <laughs> most recent is um, got the call in the afternoon, granddaughter and grandparents had checked into a hotel in the high heat they came back, um, returned home, and supply line on the main floor toilet had been running for three days. When they walked into the house, the um, basement ceiling, everything was laying on the floor. Um, we're talking a very soggy, soggy mess. Um, wow. this, this is an elderly couple. They're in their mid to upper 90s with their granddaughter helping to take care of them. Long story short is um, we were able to get in right away, got the mitigation taken care of, got them dried out, working very closely with the rebuild team and 
you know how long contractors are booked out right now and how crazy everything is. Yeah. Um, the grandparents have moved back into the main floor of the house within a month of this loss, which is unheard of. If you talk to people in this industry, there are some folks that will go six months, 12 months of being out of their home. They are back into the main floor of their home. Their granddaughter's still displaced, but they are back in. That's a huge success story. And absolutely adored working with them and serving them and helping them it's just been a joy yeah that's huge a month is is like lightning speed that's really awesome well done what about you kai what's a a success story a win that you can think of that sticks out in your mind with all the fundraisers that have been going virtual this year, we had the opportunity to do series of, series of videos. One was all done remotely. It was for um, a choir that raises money for social justice causes. And over five days, they submitted content for five different videos. And then we did another one for like a magnet high school that um, we got to shoot in person, but the fundraiser was still virtual. And between the two of them, they raised $275,000. So wow. we felt pretty useful and these great organizations get to keep doing what they do wow that's huge that's an enormous amount of money good lord wow well done well lynn kai that's it for our panel conversation i want to thank you both for an awesome conversation i love these panel conversations because we to dive into kind of some outside of business stuff so thank you so much for uh for joining us Coming up next on the Money Hour, using video to connect to your ideal client with Kai Roberts Fu of Magnus Media Group Video Production right here on 1150 AM KKNW. Alternative Talk 1150. It's good for what ails you. This statement has not been evaluated by the FDA. You're listening to The Money Hour with your host, Tina Mitchell, and co-host, Keelan Harvey, on Alternative Talk AM 1150. Now, back to the show with local mortgage experts, Tina Mitchell and Keelan Harvey. You are listening to The Money Hour on 1150 AM KKNW, the Saturday, August 28th show. You can listen to the show on podcast, Facebook, or YouTube channel. I'm your co-host, Keelan Harvey, riding solo again. Tina's out, but uh, the show continues. It must go on, as Kai would say. (laughs) It's a great day to talk about money so you can build a better quality of life for you and your family. If you're hearing our show at a different time or day, you're listening to a rebroadcast, but we are here to answer any questions or connect you with the guests we have on the show today. For more information on any topics discussed, please call the show at 855-411-50 or visit us online at themoneyhour.com. And now on our show, Kai Roberts Fu of Magnus Media Group Video Production. That's a mouthful. I don't know why I'm having trouble with that. Sorry, Kai. Using video to connect to your ideal client. Uh, Kai, welcome to the show again. Well, thank you for having me. Um, funny story, the uh, Magnus Media, it, me and we became Magnus Media Group Video Production as Magnus Media is a, owned by a very famous singer who I will not name. We used to get calls to see if he could come perform at their children's birthday parties. So oh, a, we added the name. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, it's just me. Don't worry about that. I mean, everybody else can say it fine. I'm sure it's just me. <laughs> so uh, a little bit about Kai. Roberts Fu is a cat herder and chief of Magnus Media. I love that, by the way, a cat herder. <laughs> Magnus Media Group Video Production. As half of the two-person company she runs with her spouse, Grant Fu, Kai's many roles include video editor, writer, on-camera talent, uh, and production manager. Kai holds a BA in sociology from Washington. Washington University in St. Louis as part of 
her lifelong commitment to social justice, she currently serves as the chair of DEI Task Force for Washington Society of Association Executives and on the DEI Committee for Women Business Owners. Her company is the video sponsor for the NAACP of Seattle King Counties. In her free time, Kai's, uh, Kai can be found working out, writing, gardening, attempting to speak French, love that, and reading anything that might give her an advantage playing Jeopardy. So cool. Are you a big Jeopardy fan, Kai? I am a huge Jeopardy fan. Yes. I'm very sad they're on hiatus right now. <laughs> I know. What's going on? It is fun. I uh, it, is, it is a fun show. I'm not good at it, but I try. Um, so, Kai, how did you get into video production? Well, my background is in performance. So I'm a, I, I was a dance teacher, a stage performer, uh, not a singer, just going to make sure everybody gets that. I never get asked <laughs> to sing. Uh, and then I've been doing administration for 20 years. So with that degree in sociology, I wound up in admin, which makes me very good at organizing things. So the video production side, or sorry, the um, production management side, the admin is very helped by, and the video editing side, uh, my dancing and stage performance background really comes into that. That You're such a performer. That's so cool. So you can tie everything together and you've been on all ends of it. So you know how it should look and what should happen. So that's awesome. How does video uniquely help a business connect with their ideal client you feel these days? Well, especially these days, uh, when so many times we used to network and connect with our ideal clients in person, the second, the next best thing after that is video. Photos are great, words are fine, but when you have video, you can see someone's expressions, you can hear the sound of their voice, you can make an emotional, visceral connection to someone via video that you just can't get in any other format except in person. Uh, and video can increase conversion rates up to 80%. So people that have video on their websites are much more likely to have people stick around and actually make a connection and reach out to buy or join an organization. Yeah, that, I mean, now, and it's getting worse too, right? As, as generations go on, our attention span is going down. I don't think anybody reads anything anymore. Like if you don't have a video, you're not really with the, with the times and there's so much more. We're human beings. We see, we touch, we feel, we smell, but like you make with your eyes, you make a bunch of assumptions about that. And there's so much information passed with the video uh, subconsciously. That's huge. Uh, what are some of the types of business that especially benefit from video in your experience that you work with? Well, we particularly work with small businesses, and I find the kinds of businesses that really benefit are those where the name of what they do may not really explain what they do. As an example, I have a colleague who does fundraising events, and she only does fundraising events, and she used to get calls all the time for, for the weddings, the birthday parties, the corporate um, events, and she's like, no, this is all I do. And so we made her a video and it, she explained in that video what she does do, what she doesn't do. We did examples of events that she had produced. And not only did she have to stop, she, she didn't have to keep explaining herself so much, but she said she also got her biggest client to date after they saw her video and said that she seemed so much more professional in her competition. And that is why they hired her. That's awesome. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. I can't tell you many businesses that you see a name and you're like, what is that? Like, what do you guys do? And passing that message along, what are some of the obstacles that keep people from taking advantage of the power of video, do you think? Like, what's holding these people back? The number one thing is fear of being on camera. 
I, I understand that because when I got into this business, you asked how I got into it. I started 12 years ago. Uh, my husband and business partner has been doing this for much longer than that. And he's like, hey, you'd be a great spokesperson. I'm like, wait, what? I'm a dancer. We don't talk. Uh, so he put <laughs> me on camera and I had to get used to being on camera. So when people say I'm terrified to be on camera, I like the way I look, I don't like the way the sound. I have done a lot of research. I can show you why and that it's totally normal to feel uncomfortable on camera, to not like the way you sound. But then it's important to know that however you appear to yourself, other people usually like the way you look and sound. They feel when they watch a video, that is how you look and sound. And part of that's just the whole mirror thing. People who are used to Zoom now know how much more comfortable you feel when you put yourself on mirror image. We're used to seeing ourselves in the mirror and other people are used to seeing us you know, straight on regular across the room. I'm getting a little too technical. Uh, but we understand that people are uncomfortable on camera. And so we do our best to help them rehearse ahead of time, but not too rehearsed. So it sounds natural. And of course, when you hire a video production company, you get to do multiple takes. If you're doing a Facebook Live and it's actually live, you get that one shot. That's it. You're done. But when you have a professional editor, you can do 15 takes and we'll pick the best one or we'll string the best few together. So it really takes the pressure off the person who's on camera. Yeah, and people are too hard on themselves, don't you think? Like, and very critical of themselves. I know I was. I've been on the show for a couple of years now, but when I first came on, I would pick myself apart. It's very easy to do that. And then you kind of get to a place where it's like, who cares? And then you get some feedback from people where they're like, that was great. And you're like, oh, it was? Um, because you're just being too hard on yourself. So that's a very valuable point. What are some of the things you think, uh, Kai, to consider when deciding to do like a DIY video versus uh, hiring a professional to do it? There is a lot of room in our world for DIY, DIY video. And as mm -hmm. I mentioned in the earlier segment, we've opened up a lot to providing people tech support and consulting on how to make their own. But when it comes to say, and those are great for, LinkedIn, Facebook, any social media, anything that is short-lived. However, when it comes to your website, to your home page video that introduces you to people, I strongly recommend that the video be done professionally. You want it to be uh, high resolution, flawless audio. You don't want any camera shake because someone's shooting, you know, holding an iPhone out like this. Uh, it needs to, if you are a professional business, your homepage needs to reflect that professionalism and therefore so does your homepage video. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of a first impression, right? People get an interpretation of what your business is. If you have this shaky video that's poorly done or just kind of rambling on or, you know, not concise because that's a message and, and you're the artist as a professional, Kai. So, you know, don't try to do that on your own. We always say hire out for something, you know, hire out an expert for things that you're not an expert in. And so that's why you need to call Kai and get yourself lined up and get yourself looking good for your business because you can only get a first impression once, as they say, right? Absolutely. So, if I can just tag on to that, you mentioned yeah. the, the brevity and the attention span. Getting some for a person to get their message across in the two minutes or less, that is kind of the average attention span of people on this kind of video. It's yeah. really difficult. So with video, with, with a edited video, we can layer things. We can do graphics and B-roll and the person's voice and face and layer all of that to get a lot more image and impressions out to people in those two minutes or less before your average viewer like kind of loses interest. Yeah. And it's not easy to do. I mean, that's so hard in that amount of time. It flies by to pick and choose what's going to be impactful or better. And those transitions, that's an artist touch that we're referring to that you have, Kai, where you can kind of know how to be concise, but also look great. So, mm -hmm. I mean, don't take that on for yourself. 
Uh, what are there some insider tips that you can share to help people get the most out of video recording sessions, you know, um, maybe efficiency or anything, quite frankly? Well, okay, yes. Um, one of the first ones it has to do with knowing your material. Uh, mm -hmm. We have teleprompters, but I highly recommend that everybody rehearse what they're going to say before they get on that prompter, because in order to look naturally, you have to know the material. The prompter is just there for a little uh, spark of your memory. One a lot of people might not think of is don't wear green on a green screen. I'm a redhead. I would wear green all the time, but anytime we use a green screen, it would actually key you out. So if I was wearing green on a green screen, this whole jacket would like disappear like my hands do when I do this on Zoom. There. Yeah. yeah I can, it always happens by accident. Now it's not happening on purpose. Um, and then um, besides that, it's the, the big importance is pre-production to get a really good video and a more relaxing, less stressful uh, video shoot, plan ahead. Your videographer should go through the whole day with you, the things you might say, the shots they want to get so that we get there on site with our cameras and our microphones. We know what's happening, you know what's happening, and we can, we can shoot it through several times if needed, uh, but at least we're going to know ahead of time what's going on, and so are you, and that's how you get a really good finished product. Yeah, and imagine the time that saves people overall, too. You try to do this stuff on your own. You guys have it down to a science. So you come mm -hmm. in there. It's concise. Here's what we're doing. You know, scene, scene, scene. And so, I mean, time is money, people. Make sure you get a professional out there just to get it done for you. Why kick it around? And you'll if you did it on your own, too, I would imagine you redo it like a bunch. And, you know, at some point, you're going to pay for it anyway. So just do it right from the beginning. Um Kai, what are ways nonprofits can take advantage of the power of video? And I know we talked about this a little bit before and your passion behind the nonprofit. So I want to make sure to specifically mention that. Definitely. There has been a huge shift in fundraising from these big in-person events that have a pretty high like hard cost. You got to rent a, rent a venue. There's going to be food. There's going to be, you know, people are spending a couple hundred dollars on their outfits and their dinner that they could spend on your charity. So if you, when you move your virtual fundraiser online though you still need content you need to have video to show people what you do and depending on the vir virtual fundraiser or the organization some of that can be recorded by the people involved and sometimes you want to bring professionals in to really get that message in an in-person event you've got a captive audience they'll sit there five ten minutes to watch a long-form video about who you are and why you matter and why people should give you money on zoom you've got maybe five minutes so Again, that professional ability to say a lot in a short amount of time can really boost a nonprofit's ability to raise the funds they need. Yeah, that's huge. We're down to one minute. Um, what are some of the ways that your company's adapting? And I think this is important for people to understand how they can use their you in this time with the pandemic. How do you continue to serve your clients despite these shutdowns? We've come up with creative ways for to do uh, videos with a very small cast, for instance, we had a financial advisor who had a, 10 people in his office uh, before COVID, and we shot it with him and some pictures of me over the back, so I didn't really show on camera, so he could be do his office, but we didn't um, go beyond the allowed number of people in a room at the same time. We just, whatever it takes to get a video done for a client, whatever the current restrictions are, we will figure it out. Well, that's another great point you just brought up, too. You guys know those rules and things that don't get you in trouble or put you in a bad light. So that's big, too. Well, Kai, thank you so much for your time today and all your value, invaluable information. I really appreciate it so much. And uh, we'll have you on again. 
Thank Coming you up pleasure. next on the Money Hour, why mold is not a DIY project with Lynn Lytle of Advanta Clean of Eastside right here on 1150 AM KKNW. You wake up early in the morning to the sound of water running, but you know there's no one in the shower. Then you see it, water coming through your ceiling. When you were experiencing a water loss, AdvantaClean of the East Side is ready to help. With one phone call, our industry certified technicians will be on site to take care of you. And you can trust AdvantaClean to also clean your attic, crawl space, remove mold, and clean your air ducts. They are here to keep your home healthy so that you can stay healthy too. To learn more about AdvantaClean of the East Side, go to AdvantaClean.com. That's A D V A N T A Clean.com. Make it a great day. Keep your dial on Alternative Talk 1150. You're listening to The Money Hour with your host, Tina Mitchell, and co-host, Keelan Harvey, on Alternative Talk AM 1150. Now, back to the show with local mortgage experts, Tina Mitchell and Keelan Harvey. You are listening to The Money Hour at 1150 AM KKNW, the Saturday, August 28th show. You can also listen to the show on podcasts, Facebook, or our YouTube channel. I'm your co-host, Keelan Harvey, uh, riding solo still. Tina's not going to show up anytime, I promise, at least today. Uh, we're here to help you build a strong financial blueprint one week and one show at a time. If you're hearing our show at a different time or day, you are listening to a rebroadcast, but we are here to answer any questions or connect you with the guests we have on the show today. For more information on any topics discussed, please call the show at 855-400-1150 or visit online at themoneyhour.com. And now... In studio, Lynn Lytle of Advanta Clean of East Side. Why mold is not a DIY project. Lynn, welcome to the show. Thank you. It's good to be here. Well, I'm glad to have you. So uh, here's a little bit about Lynn. Um, Lynn Lytle is the co-owner of Abana Clean East Side, which has been operating in the greater Puget Sound area since 2011. Their services are emergency water mitigation, fire mitigation, rolled mold remediation, crawl space moisture control, HVAC cleaning, and odor control. They are client-focused, placing the needs of their customers first, even when working with insurance companies on complex coverable losses. Lynn holds a bachelor's in psychology from Gonzaga University and has built her career around a focus on customer care. Buying and growing her own Advanta Clean franchise has allowed her to put this these skills to work in her meaningful vocation where she ha, where she can have a positive impact on her community. I love that. That's awesome. Great spin, awesome bio. So let's talk about this. And my back, once a long, long time ago, and my mom's in property management, um, apartments, mold is a, a crazy thing, especially back in the day. So this is a really interesting topic. So why can't you just bleach it? Oh my goodness. We don't <laughs> have enough time, but I'm going to give you the paraphrase. So here's the quick background. When you see mold living on your drywall, drywall is made of gypsum. Gypsum is a favorite, favorite food of mold. It will just feast on that all day long. So now you come in and say, I want to get this gone. And you grab your bleach and you start scrubbing it with bleach. A store purchase bleach, your good old Clorox, whatever, um, is mostly water with a little bit of chlorine in it. Now mold needs water to grow 
And so you go ahead and put that on there. And what you've done is you've just fed the mold that you're trying to get rid of. So um, please, please, please do not use bleach. There is not an over-the-counter product that you can use for this. Um, mold needs three things to grow. It needs a food source. It needs a temperature that actually ranges from the 40s on up to the low hundreds. So pretty much anything here in the Pacific Northwest. And it needs water. We have a lot of water in the Pacific Northwest and we have plenty of food source. Yeah, and I mean, spot on, because that's what we've been told since we were kids. You just got to bleach it all and it'll be good, right. you know, and yeah, that's really good to know. Did you hear that, listeners? No bleach. It's bad. Uh, why do you have to take out your drywall? I know a lot of times if it's bad or probably maybe even in general, you got to cut it all out. Uh, why do you need to do that? So... Um, as I said, drywall is made of gypsum, and in order to properly remediate mold, you need to remove it. Mm -hmm. There are some surfaces that mold can be removed from. Drywall is not one of them. Once it starts going through, it's going to penetrate all the way into the drywall, and there is no product out there that is going to get in and even if you thought you might be able to kill the mold spores, you're still gonna have mold spores present. And there is a mu as much of a possible health concern with living mold spores as there is with dead mold spores. So unfortunately, when it's on drywall, the only thing you can do is remove the drywall. So Lynn, are you saying even if you don't see it on the drywall, there's still spores most likely in the drywall that can cause health concerns? It can be. Um, there are times when a water intrusion is going through your walls. Perhaps mm -hmm. you've had a leak from, you know, top to bottom. Mm -hmm. um, we have had plenty of occurrences where um, we measure the drywall for its dampness. And if that drywall is reading wet, um, we'll do a little test cut and remove. And it's not unusual that the mold is all visibly present on the back of the drywall. So you may not have seen it on the front of the drywall, but it's still there on the back of the drywall. Yeah, water is a crazy thing as a homeowner because water is going to find a way to get through everything. So depending upon where you have an incident, like a hole in your roof or a, a pipe breaks, that is not an easy just weekend DIY myself and you, I mean, you can end up costing yourself a ton more money because you're, you know, you just don't know what you're doing and how to actually get rid of it. If you don't get rid of it and then you put everything back, you might still have mold back there and now you're paying for it twice. So, you know, more reason to call Lynn in a professional, you actually save money in the end and save yourself the hassle because you're not a professional, um, which I have a, a question for you that, I mean, I've always been curious about and it's been told to us since we were little kids is mold bad for me? You know, it's an interesting question. Um, yes, no, maybe so. Everybody's different, right? Everybody's yeah. different and how they respond. So um, mold is in nature. It is just a thing and it's everywhere. Um, you step outside and take a breath. There's probably a few mold spores in the air. It's, it's just a natural thing. Um, what becomes a problem is when it becomes highly concentrated becomes highly concentrated in our living space, 
Um, some people are more sensitive than others. There's many, many, many types of mold out there. So there could be some sensitivity that you have to one type and not another. So there's a lot of question marks around that. Mm -hmm. um, the other problem with mold is it will damage your home, your business. If you leave it unattended, the um, structure is going to rot. It is going to um, just, it, it will absolutely fall apart on you. So mold remediation is done for two purposes. One is for the health purpose, but the second purpose is also for the safety and the structure of your investment, your property. So there's two ways of looking at it and clients come to us um, generally with one concern or the other and sometimes with both concerns. Yeah, I can even add something to that in my business. So even a conventional loan, like FHA loans, VA loans, they're pretty picky. Uh, conventional loans are not picky, but if they see water damage or mold, it is no bueno. You won't get any financing in that. It's because they don't want to invest their money. We're not going to let you borrow $500,000 because they know how dangerous it is to the structure of the home, not even necessarily your health. If it's not remedied, it will destroy your home. So that's exactly. such a big, important point. Um, what are the chances of me getting sick if there's mold? Completely up to your body, body chemistry. They, I have seen clients that have lived in the craziest, nastiest, moldiest buildings mm -hmm. and they report nothing. I have seen clients hospitalized by small amounts of mold in their home. So it really is up to your body chemistry. It's a very personal thing. And so um, you'll find with our company, we are non-alarmist for that reason. There's some um, companies out there that just love to prey on this concept of mold and health. And, oh my gosh, you have mold in here. You better get this done right now. And really like to go with the fear tactics. We won't ever do that. It's a personal journey. And... I'm not going to suggest that you would get sick in your home. I'm not going to suggest that. I don't know that. I can't, I can't make that claim. Do you hear that listeners? This is an extremely honest business owner right here. Cause you know, they love to prey on fear. They even prey on fear in our business. Like you need a 15 year mortgage immediately. That's not even true necessarily depending on your circumstances. So fear is a crazy thing and it's not ethical to prey on people's fear. So good for you on that Lynn. Um, so what will happen? And we kind of touched on this. If I just kind of, if I, uh, just paint over it, is it just going to continue oh. to just, is that like the worst mistake you can make? Honestly? Yeah. When you're looking at just a cost perspective, um, there are products, you know, at the big box stores that says, mm -hmm. yep, let's just paint right over it. Again, you haven't killed it. It still has a food source. So let's say you paint over the front and you don't see it now, but mm -hmm. let's say there was water damage behind that wall and it's still wet. That mold is still growing and it's very happy and it's spreading. And I've seen it. I've seen it. It ends up pushing its way through the, the paint, the encapsulant, whatever you're using that starts cracking and pushing its way through. And honestly, you've just made a bigger problem. Sometimes we've seen it painted through on, we can remediate wood, your roof sheathing, um, two by fours, you know, all of that. We can remediate that. We can save that. But when people paint over that, um, your bid just 
shot way up because now we have to come in and sand it all down to get to the wood to remediate. Um, so, and, and the process of mold remediation is very specific. You do not want to take any shortcuts. That's why you do not want to do it yourself. If you do it wrong, those mold spores, they go airborne very, very quickly. Um, so that's really why you don't want to do it on your own and you don't want a general contractor that is not a remediation specialist doing the work. That makes a lot of sense. And I even have those like super primers, like I won't name names, starts with a K and it even like kind of alludes to like, it's going to do and, something. And with a Z. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, the one I'm talking about. Yeah. Um, you know, so, and, and that's just not the case. That's just not how it works. It is good at covering, but it's not going to kill any mold for you. Uh, down to one minute. The other thing that I've heard from people, and I've always wondered this myself, is do I need to have the mold tested? Is there like different types of mold and one is more dangerous than the next? Or how does that work? Uh, good question. So again, different types of mold, um, each person's body responds to it differently. Um, the mold remediation process is the same for all. We do recommend testing in certain situations. Clean does not do testing in-house, again, for ethical reasons. We will refer out to a third party who will come. They will do the testing. They will confirm what is on site and they will set the protocol. We will come in, we will remediate, we guarantee our work. The um, then tester comes back and retests and certifies that it is clear. So testing is a fantastic tool and where health concerns lay, um, we almost always recommend testing. Yeah, that's a, that's an, I mean, you're not a lab, right? So that makes a lot of sense on why you take that on. You got to focus on what you do to remediate it, not identify it, which is a whole different process. Right. Well, Lynn, thank you so much for being on our show. And in fact, I would like to thank both of our guests, Lynn and Kay, for being here today and uh, sharing with our, our listeners. This is your co-host, Keelan Harvey, your local mortgage expert, signing off for the day. Enjoy your Saturday. We look forward to talking more money with you next week on 1150 AM KKNW. Tina Mitchell, MLO 145420, and Keelan Harvey, MLO 1330075, are licensed loan originators with Highlands Residential Mortgage Limited, NMLS 134871. The views expressed by the speakers on the preceding program are those of the speakers and do not necessarily reflect the views of Highlands Residential Mortgage Limited, nor are they necessarily endorsed by Highlands Residential Mortgage Limited.